Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Dude. Dude. Here we are. I have a groin injury. You too? And I can't podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know how one affects the other, dude. Uh, Dude, I'm not able to talk with a groin injury. It's far too painful. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this is the first podcast after the trade deadline. I'm sure we'll be spending a lot of the show on that. Specifically, it's one of the... More eventful, exciting days of the year on the hockey calendar. You see a lot of players moving around. The first podcast of the Gustav Nyquist era. That's right, dude. Which our buddy Mike Commodore. <laughs> Mike Commodore. Mike Commodore, he he called it. You know, you've seen his trade-like predictions, pack your poop emoji. Oh, yeah. You ever seen that? He called that trade like 12 hours before it happened. Nice. Yeah, he's had a couple of those. He also gets a lot of them very wrong. <laughs> but um, Well, I guess if you're trying to call everything 12 hours ahead of time, <laughs> that's going to happen. Just funny. Yeah. It, I mean, you you have a history with Mike Commodore. I do. I tweeted at him once. Yeah. Didn't he write back? He did, which I was very sh- surprised at. Yeah. Because he... And clearly, he'll talk to anyone. Yeah, right. Any <laughs> dumb schmuck can tweet at him, he'll respond. Maybe he's, maybe he's grown out of that yeah. now that he's calling trades. He's probably listening right now. Yeah, I'm sure. This is how he gathers his intel. <laughs> yeah. This podcast. Yeah. We're insiders. We're NHL insiders. Well, dude, since we last podcasted, of course, uh, you know, right when we say, oh, the Sharks are looking great, then they start losing games. So this is how, you know, I wouldn't expect it any other way. Sharks, uh, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win ever since we last podcasted. Um, the Boston win was uh, – Sharks kind of got jobbed in that one. But, you know, these things happen. Sure. Uh, but, you know, bad losses to Columbus and Washington. Um, and we'll talk about both of those teams in terms of, like, the trade deadline and things like that, I'm sure. But Washington's still a very good team. I I really sort of expected them to be hey we're happy we won the cup kind of team and uh, they're really making a push at this point so I did not necessarily call that <laughs> I did not expect Washington to be as good as they are I think it's awfully difficult to repeat in the NHL so I'm not I'm not picking them to win the cup or anything but but they're they're playing uh, I guess you know when you have that that group of players they're behind the Islanders who are clearly the biggest surprise in the NHL this year but. But they have 77 points, and uh, they are ahead of Columbus, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and at all in in the Metropolitan Division. So, right, you know, a good team. And then the Sharks, you know, win a tight one against Vancouver, lose the one to Boston on what seemed to be obviously yeah. a high stick. That's, you know, that's an unfor- I mean, unfortunate series of events. So I'm not broken up about that, dude. And they got a point. Yeah, I guess. And and they beat the heck out of Pittsburgh. They did. I mean, they completely waxed Pittsburgh. So Doug calls me after the game. He's like, "You got to watch the last five minutes." <laughs> the Michael Haley. The era. Michael Haley era well, has begun. I mean, it's pretty funny. I mean, the backstory, which you know, they missed it because of the television break, was apparently Evander Kane was sneaking a peek at the Pittsburgh Penguins whiteboard. Which, if you're <laughs> dumb enough to show him, right? Then what is he going to do? Not look? I mean, he even said like, "What veteran would not look?" That's right. And they got upset. 
And Sidney Crosby decided to risk his scrambled eggs uh, <laughs> and start throwing punches, and he happened to hit Michael Haley, yeah, that's, who didn't like it. Not a smart match. And so they all ended up getting tossed, and Malkin probably said some naughty words, and he got tossed later. And yeah, the Penguins clearly were thinking about the losing the outdoor game, so that's why they uh, <laughs> right. they they were they they didn't show up really for that game. But you give the Sharks a lot of credit. I mean, they. Had a big win, and then they went to Columbus and, you know, did basically the same thing Pittsburgh did. They didn't show up. Yeah. I think the Columbus game was bad. Bad effort. Tough spot, in a way, though, for the Sharks. You know, very Col- emotional. Columbus just got Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Like, that's, a t- that's not a great time to play a team when they just right. get, like, the number one player on the sure. trade market. And they gotten uh, the other player, Dezingle, from... I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but uh, from... Ottawa and you know they were making all-in kind of moves or in the process of doing that and that's a really tough spot to be in so again that one doesn't bust me up that much I know they've gone win-loss win-loss but they could have easily won that Boston game Uh, so I don't think the sky is not falling dude and I think that the Sharks are still just fine even though there are some concerns I mean there are some legit concerns right now yeah and, and then, of course, the Sharks go out on the trade market when everyone, including us, is calling the Sharks to be relatively quiet. I thought the Michael Haley move was going to be the big move. <laughs> right. Where they claimed him off of waivers. I mean, they didn't even have to give anything up for him. But they ended up going out and getting Gustav Nyquist from the Detroit Red Wings for two picks, a second and a conditional third. And, you know, this is a guy who has... 40-something points, 46 high points. High 40s. I yeah. think it's high 40s. So this is not like a fourth-line plug-in. This is a 60-point forward. Yeah. You're getting a skill player for uh, a price that I think is reasonable for a player of this caliber. I mean, the Sharks are all in. Like, they've pushed their chips in. Oh, like, yeah. They're going for it. They have eight picks over the next two years. Like, they're not <laughs> they have concerned about not having any draft capital, which, you know, this is for a podcast later, but I think they're going to have to make some trades in the offseason to recoup some of that draft capital, and I think that they will. You know, there's some players that are going to have to go right. in order to accommodate some of these contracts, but that's down the road, and I think Doug Wilson knows that, and he also knows that, He's had way more success signing these European free agents than he has drafting. Right. So, you know, you can go get a Don Skoy, a Melker Carlson, uh, for a, a Radim Shimik, a Lukas Radil for nothing. Right. Right. Instead of one of these high picks. I mean, like these guys have contributed as well as a third round pick. Right. Right. So um, I think that that's clearly the philosophy here. They see a window. I mean... They see a window of opportunity, the Sharks do. Sure, sure. To, to really make a run, they're going for it. And and didn't you tell me that Carlson was in on getting Nyquist to waive his no trade? Well, I mean, there are reports that Carlson and Nyquist are friends, being Swedish, aren't all Swedes yeah, friends? they're all right? friends. So apparently that was a selling point that Nyquist had a no trade and... I'm assuming that Carlson had something to do with that and it was implied. You know, I mean, I don't right. think Carlson came right out and said, well, you know, I called him and he said yes and we <laughs> we eat fish. Like that, <laughs> that, that statement I haven't seen, but you've got to imagine that that happened, right? These guys are friends. They right. know each other. They've played on the national team together. Yep. 
you know, that that has to have happened. And so I only thought that to be good news in terms of at least Carlson's level of happiness here in right. the Bay Area. Right. So, That's how I took it too. Not so much, oh, it's nice to have players advocate for your town, but it's also nice for a player that may not be here in 10 weeks advocating right. for the town because that shows he may be interested in staying. Right. You know, and that's certainly going to be the biggest question from here until July 1st for the Sharks is what is Eric Carlson going to do? Right. And if that deal is going to be, I mean, the deal can be signed now, actually. Right. I mean, it, it can be signed now, I think, or actually it's March 1st. So um, will there be a huge announcement on March 1st of extensions for Eric Carlson and Joe Pavelski? Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we may see that. That could totally happen. Um, or could they wait until the offseason for both? Possible. I would think for Carlson, unlikely. Like, I think that they're, if they've agreed that he wants to stay, then that will happen soon. They don't want him to get anywhere close to July. Like, to even consider Right. Going anywhere else, yeah. especially if the Sharks don't have the success that we expect they're going to, that's a negative, right? You know, Sharks losing the first round very unexpectedly, huge negative, right? So I think the Sharks will try and get him locked up. Well, well dude, certainly the, the news with Eric Carlson is he had the groin injury and he came back and he tweaked it again in that right. bad loss to Columbus. Right. That makes me very nervous. Sure. Your second best defenseman is... That's a difficult injury to come back from. I've had it myself. Obviously, not a anywhere close to a high level player, but that's just it. It affects everything yeah. when you move on the ice. You've it's, been pulling your groin for years. I have, <laughs> and uh, that's right. And I've paid other people. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's another Robert Kraft. Okay, that's another story. <laughs> Gross. But it's not an easy injury to come back from, and it makes me really nervous that it, he tweaked it again. So. You know, certainly in my head, I'm thinking Carlson's out until the playoffs. That's, Should be. That's Why, what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, you got to be careful here, right? Yeah, we got to have him healthy for the playoffs. And whatever the Sharks need to do to make that happen, that's what they need to do. If they just need to sit him until then, then I'm fine with it. It seems like other yeah. players have been stepping up. The Sharks are okay. They well, certainly ran off that big win streak in January without him. So. We have this depth. I mean, this has been, you know, the Sharks smartly held on to Tim Heed and Joachim Ryan and Radim Shimmick throughout this entire season for instances just as this right like that right. if you're in a position where you have to play your seventh guy you know that Tim Heed or Yoakam Ryan have been effective like they are not you know even though Ryan maybe has fallen down from you know the top six to eighth it's not a bad player no like if you had to play him 15 minutes it's not like you're throwing in you know some chump right and apparently they even like the Jacob Middleton kid yeah as much I mean we read rumors that they were apparently shopping Yoakam Ryan and maybe that's a player in the offseason that isn't here anymore right if right. they can get back one of those fourth round picks or a third round pick for someone like that but um Carlson injury is concerning I don't think it's alarming yet um but it's concerning I mean we're in this almost in the spring here that no, I, if it's not concerning, it's pretty dang close to it. I well, just... yeah, but I mean, it, I think that they're fortunately in a position where their team is deep enough and good enough that they can absorb this. Like, um, they are not going to fall out of playoff position. The worst thing that's going to happen is Vegas would pass them, and I don't think that we're anywhere close to being 
in that situation. I mean, Vegas is 13 whole points behind the Sharks. Right. You know, uh, we've talked about how important it is for the Sharks to finish first, which so that you can avoid uh, the Mark Stone led yeah. Vegas Golden Knights, which, you know, is not the matchup that you want. Uh, funny, did you see the video of Mark Stone getting off the plane and arriving in the Vegas airport where basically had cheerleaders in a band? Oh, like, my God. It was pretty great. That's kind of cool. And they're making these uh, shirts that say, we got stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the Golden Knights PR program is this is pretty great. And they made like this whole video with him at the airport, you know. They're on top of it. Yeah, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, like in the fan base there, I'm sure is super jazzed and they should be in they. He's apparently agreed to an extension as well. So for a lot of money and a lot of good years. Good on him. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, if he's signing a nine point five million dollar extension, I mean, he's essentially identical to Evander Kane in terms of point production, very close. At least in goals. I think Stone has more points. But in goals, and Kane is making seven. And Stone yeah. will make nine point five. So I, I just think another good on uh Good on Doug Wilson here for uh, getting a deal like that done. Yeah, yeah. But but as you said, there's been other teams in the Western Conference here at the trade deadline that have made some significant moves sure. and have gotten better. Right. One of them is not Calgary. I mean, Calgary didn't do jack. Right. And, you know, um, if Vegas was reacting to the Sharks and the Predators and the Jets and the moves that they made by, you know, paying, you know what? Uh, a good price, but not an unrealistic price for, for a player like Mark Stone. Like Calgary did nothing. And it it really is surprising that they didn't go out and try and get Jimmy Howard or uh, reports that Ryan Miller was maybe available. Yeah. Or even... Uh, and then Ryan Miller said he didn't want to leave the okay, Ducks. Okay, great. Well, I'm, I think for him, it's just about yeah. living in Los Angeles probably right, at this right. point. But... um. You know, if you're going to make a statement like, I want to stay here and lose, you know, I mean, then you, you know, that's not a guy you want on your team anyways. Right. But um, the Flames did nothing. And I think that they're ripe to be passed. Like they're ripe to be passed. You got to figure that their dressing room saw everybody else do something and they did nothing. Right. You know, that can't be. Uh, yeah. Well, we believe enough in you guys that we didn't want to give up any, you know, future capital. It's, okay. It's one thing if you're Tampa and you're 20 points ahead. Like they're literally 19 points ahead of Boston at this point. They're 20 points ahead of the whole NHL, as nearly as I can tell. Right. Uh, 15, 16 points ahead of the entire NHL. Um, if you're if you're the Lightning, that makes sense because you're like we could basically lose from here on out and we'd still make the playoffs. Right. I mean, they got 100 points already for for God's sake. But um. But yeah, Calgary is looking at a Sharks team that's right on their heels. They're three points behind. The Sharks were ahead of them not too long ago. You're right. I don't know if this could have a psychological impact it on, could. on the Flames. And their goaltending is just not good enough to win in the playoffs. And, you know, speaking of not good goaltending, yeah. I mean, you know, the Sharks have the worst or the second worst even strength goaltending in the league, right? right. Yeah. Or um, regulation goaltending save percentage. And. Yeah, and that is definitely concerning. But because Martin Jones has done it, and I've seen him do it. Right, in the playoffs. In the playoffs where it really mattered. He won us a Stanley Cup final game right. by himself. Oh, yeah. You know, that that guy I trust, even on a down year, more than I trust Mike Smith, who hasn't done anything yeah. other than be like an 
above average regular season goalie who's playing terribly right now. Mm-hmm. And David Riddich is who? Right. Like, who is that? Like, right. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be awesome. But I wouldn't want that to be who I was rolling out there against the Sharks in a meaningful playoff game. Right, right. Yeah, we that, already and that is up, the we difference. We lit him up once. And, and that is the difference between Jones and, and those other guys, which is Jones has been there and he's done it. And if you look at his playoff save percentage, it's really good. Right. It's really good. So you got to... At least you got to hope that it's going to improve. But as so many people have said, it's not great this year. Sure. And Doug Wilson, in an interview on KMBR, said, you know, Martin Jones's stats aren't as bad as they look because um, his stats early in the season, we've talked about this, were really bad. And you look at how many odd man rushes the Sharks gave up early in the season. Right. You you know, you look at how many power play exposures he, he had that, you know, he has been significantly better than he was early in the season. This is Doug Wilson, you know, uh, framing the season the way he wants to frame it. I think we know that it's somewhere in the middle, right? right? Like, he has not been as good as he was. Um, and I've certainly heard hockey pundits say this is Martin Jones. And one person said the most overrated goalie in the league. Right. Like not as good as everybody says he is. And I don't, I'm not there. I don't agree. Cause I've seen him be outstanding. Right. Right. But he has not been outstanding in long stretches this year. Yeah. Or maybe even for short stretches. Well, no, there were there have been runs. I mean, he's had some really good games. Absolutely, I'm not going to take those runs. away from him. But you look, you look at some. There's some stuff like quality of starts and things like that. Is quality of start percentage is under fifty percent, which sure. is not under forty five percent. Not not good. Well, not, and I think good. the other thing too that uh, Doug Wilson was very quick to point out, and I don't know where the stats are today, but I believe he's either first or second in the NHL in wins. Right, and he was like, so does that not matter? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, does that not matter? Like, I mean, like, he's like, this guy isn't garbage. He's second in the NHL and wins. Right. Okay. Now, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I see that you're got your thinking face on right now. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not advocating for what Doug Wilson said as like a framework, but I'm saying it's just interesting, right? I mean, this guy, his save percentage is not good. His goals allowed, not good. Right. And yet still they are winning games in the playoffs. Will that translate to success? It's not the recipe you want, but he's not like the sharks have scored the most points in their division. They've scored more points than any team in the central division. They've scored more points than any team in the Metropolitan Division. Obviously, they have not scored as many points. So they're the second Tampa. highest scoring team in the NHL. Right. So if you give up three goals a game, it's great to be on a team that scores four. <laughs> All right. Which is uh, kind of where Martin Jones is at at this point. Okay. Okay. So, so I mean, it's it's fortunate. Does it's that a win. Make, does that make him good? It's a win, dude. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, it's a win. win is a win. Uh, yeah. Dude, what do you think of the impact of Gustav Nyquist here on this team? Like, it's always good to add a player who uh, he's essentially a 60-point forward. Right. With a lot of skill. Is that what the Sharks needed? Arguably, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I Certainly, what people were talking about, as we talked about, they were talking about a fourth-line player. My, we thought Michael Haley would be that player. And we're like, oh. Rah, 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 rah. He's been great so far. Yeah, okay. And... uh so Gustav Nyquist, is that a player you really want on the fourth line? Not necessarily. Well. 
Um, no, but uh, but he's not going to play on the fourth line. I mean, he's going to move somebody down to the fourth line because he's going to play. So who's going to get moved down? Well, I mean, you would think it would be Sorensen probably who right. gets moved down or, right. um, you know, any of these other guys, you know, Sorensen, Radil, um, you know, Goudreau, uh, Carlson. You know, these are guys that are going to be playing fourth line roles now. And I think Nyquist, I mean, I would think he's going to slot on the second or third line. Or you know, maybe you put Nyquist with Jumbo. Well, that's I mean that's very possible though. You've got two pass first guys, yeah. You know, playing together, but maybe you know. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, it's it's good to have these kinds of sure. options. I mean, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I'm not necessarily sure this is exactly what the Sharks were were missing. I have no trouble with them trying to get a good player, and it's a it's a reasonable value what they gave up to oh, get yeah. him. So I don't have a problem with that. Um, it's just you think about, okay, for one, this is a guy that's not signed after the season. We're not going to go into all the different contract situations the Sharks are in, but you think about, okay, so they gave up two more picks for a guy that... It's a rental. They probably it's, won't it's keep. A, yeah, it's a flat-out rental. I and mean, and they don't necessarily address exactly what might be ailing them at this point. I'm going to tell you what I'm happy the Sharks didn't do is they didn't go out and get Cam Talbot. Right. right. That's what I didn't want to see. Like that right. would have been the worst case scenario for me personally. As much as I am not happy with the way the goalies have played this year, I did not want to see a panic Edmonton Oilers like move sure. where yeah. they go out and they trade a first round pick and cash and a prospect to get a a first rate second string goalie who right. ends up being a third rate first string right. goalie. Right. No, that 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 I don't I don't think any of that was really in the in the cards because when when you if you do you've made a long-term commitment to martin jones like right. yeah you've made a long-term commitment so if you trade for jimmy howard who is a stanley cup winning goaltender right am i right mm, i don't I'll have to look that up continue uh, bold false statement alert yeah. bold false <laughs> statement alert okay but he's been a good goalie in this league for a long time right okay we're looking it up okay dude 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 they no, Vesna, sixth split all star. I mean, he was he was technically on Detroit in oh seven, oh eight, and oh eight, oh nine. So like they went no, he didn't play much, but it doesn't matter. Was it his name on the cup? Is his name on the cup? False statement. Oh, maybe. go it down to NHL playoffs. Okay. Uh not uh, fourteen games in twelve. Crap. Yeah. I don't think I'm so. a liar. <laughs> All right, anyways. <laughs> anyway. He's been a good goalie. Right. Right. In this league, and you bring him in. And you trade Aaron Dell and like a third for him or whatever, and and you say, "Hey, Martin Jones, we still believe in you." Right. But Jimmy Howard's here just in case you have a bad night. He's gonna it's, be sitting right behind right, you. Right. It's different than trading for James Reimer, who is clearly not gonna be like he's yeah. been a, a backup medium goalie in this league, and he pushed Jones, and Jones did a great job, you know, in responding, and that's when we went on the run, right? Yep. But. Um, I don't think that would have been good for Martin Jones's mental health to bring in a guy who is, you know, another number one goalie. Like that's just not, but that wasn't going to be the answer, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just glad they didn't do that because I, I, I'm sure, you know, like Philly went out and traded one of their goalie prospects. I think who they didn't think they were going to be able to resign for Cam Talbot, who's got this contract that kind of sucks. And it's like, that's the deal I didn't want to see. Right. But I mean, but in, in the flyers case, they have no options. Like they've, they have the a rookie 
and other garbage, right? So, and they also traded for David Schlemko, which also tells you their which degree. I, of, which happened like weeks ago, which yeah. I didn't even know about. Yeah, Dale Dale Weiss for David Schlemko, dude. Let's recap some of these trades here as we're going through here. Yeah. Uh, dude, things that might look interesting to you. Um, uh, the Bruins picking up a former Shark prospect, Charlie Coyle, for Ryan Donato and a fifth. Um, the Wild really... Uh, while they're in playoff position, kind of doing a, a fire sale. Yeah. We're having a fire sale. Anyone arrested <laughs> development? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, they trade coil, they trade Grenland. Like, well, they're not in the playoff picture at this point, are they? Yeah, they are. I, I mean, well, they're, they're, they're in, in the, the pic- they're in the they're picture. In the, sure. They're, they're on in the, the wild outs- card. They're, they're a wild card team right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. They're they, the eight. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, this, it's fine. I, right. I don't want them to be. They know they've got the Boudreaux curse. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right? That's right. But um, just an interesting move. And the Capitals got Hagelin from the Kings, who are just terrible. Hagelin's fourth team in like. Yeah. In the last hour. <laughs> right. So Capitals, obviously, uh, you know, they're tooling up. Sure. So good for them. And, and clearly the biggest deal, which to me was the most surprising, was the Matt Duchesne deal, the Columbus, because. And, and coupled with that, the fact that Columbus did not trade Panarin yeah. or Bobrovsky. Yeah. I thought both of those guys were going to be gone. Well, it seemed like they were loading up and preparing themselves for, you know, life after Panarin and Bobrovsky by bringing in these other players. Now, how do you not trade those guys? Well, if you don't think you're going to sign them. How do you not trade them? I think them? that they, they're convinced that they're going to make a run. I mean, and maybe they're right. I mean, at least out of the Metro. Yeah. Uh, that the Metro is not... I mean, you got the Islanders. I just... I don't believe. The Penguins are down. The Caps won last year. We know how hard that is. So maybe this is their chance to to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then anything can happen. I mean, Tampa's going to have a tough, tough series in the second round against either Boston or Toronto, you're assuming. That's going to be really hard. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they will do well. And then you, you imagine Columbus makes the Stanley Cup finals, uh, make it a lot harder for Bobrovsky and Panarin to walk away. I don't know their salary structure. Maybe they can keep all these guys. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe they can. But I think they've done the old Doug Wilson, which is bringing in Duchesne and Zingle and being like, look how great it is here. Don't you want to stay? When these other two guys leave, we got the money for you. Right. You know? Right. Smart. I Yeah, I guess. if They're going to look like geniuses if they stay, but they're going to look like morons that they leave for nothing. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yes. Although, I mean, you probably wouldn't have had Matt Duchesne's attention in free agency if you didn't get a two-month trial period. That's right? true. Yeah. So they paid the price to get these guys' attention. You know, and the Sharks have had to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, if Evander Kane and Eric Carlson, would they have come otherwise? Probably not. Right. Like, I mean, there's right. just always a bias against that. So, yeah, it, you're paying in draft capital in order to get two good players now. And in terms of other teams getting players, the Dallas Stars got a couple guys. I was oh, I wouldn't say either of those guys are top flight guys, but they got Ben Lovejoy and Matt Zuccarello. Matt Zuccarello, a, a guy that we had talked about maybe fitting on the Sharks. Um, you know, they gave up three picks and a player for those two guys. Um, 
I'm not quite sure I know what the Stars are doing here, but it seems like they're trying to get better. They're trying to make the playoffs. I mean, they're trying to make the playoffs and lose in the first round. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the owners can yell at those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think... Honestly, I think these moves are stupid. Like, you've got to look at your surroundings here, which I think Minnesota kind of did and went, this isn't, like, we're not going to beat Nashville, San Jose, Calgary, and, and, and Winnipeg, Winnipeg in a yeah. series. Like, yeah. it's not going to happen. So I'm not going to give up, you know, a second and two-thirds for two guys who I think are unrestricted free agents. You did a rental and you gave up three yeah. picks for two rentals. For a team that isn't good enough, dumb. Right, right. And the Nyquist, obviously, we talked about. Blue Jackets got some more guys. Kevin Hayes was another big, uh, big trade. Yeah, I mean, the that's Jets a... are trying to get better. The Jets gave up a first, a fourth, and a player for Kevin Hayes. So is Kevin Hayes unrestricted? I gotta look, but I, so, I thought he had another year. Well, I mean, it look. certainly is a way better deal if Kevin Hayes has another year, dear. And I know you're looking it up right now. Um, I'm gonna see. can you see, dude? I'm gonna. Uh, it's the. I can't. The suspense that. is killing me. I'm sorry. Well, t- talk about Kevin Hayes, dude. Um, you know, th- this reminds me that last year, you know, the Jets traded some assets to get Paul Stasny, and he was a good fit. They needed another center, and it didn't work out, and he left. Right. So now they've done the same thing for Kevin Hayes, and. Is he going to leave? Maybe. I mean, like, are they trading all these first round picks for rentals and then they're just going to keep leaving? Like, can't you find like a a player that is going to have some longevity here? Like, it's just interesting. He is not signed. You know, that this season. Um, this is a huge win for them if he stays or if they win the cup. Right. Yeah. Um, but Winnipeg is a team that uh, I don't think they've been playing that great. If I remember right, dude. Um They've Winnipeg been, is three, five, and two in their yeah, last ten. I mean, they've been okay. Yeah, they're uh, not. They're not in amazing. the second half of the season. So is Kevin Hayes going to turn their season around? He's a good player. I don't think he's that good. Right, right. Let's see who else. Broussard on the move again yeah, to the Avs. I mean, this is another. I mean, for a team that has no chance to make any sort of noise, that you're giving up. You're giving up a third round pick to add Derek Broussard, who's had a terrible year. Yeah. That's just, uh, I don't understand. Right. And certainly maybe the team that did the most uh, in the entire NHL might be the National Predators. Absolutely, dude. I mean, they've added, you know, about 18 forwards to their roster. (laughs) They Uh, They turned over the entire team. Yeah, I mean, they have changed... You know, they changed two roster players out Yeah. Uh, for two other players. You know, they trade Kevin Fiala for Mikhail Grenland, which, you know, Grenland is a 60-point player, and they trade a younger player in Fiala for him. I mean, that's uh, that's an upgrade on the surface. Right. Um, but um, I don't know about long-term, but it certainly is good for the now. Wayne Simmons, there's been a lot, a lot of discussion about I mean, I like Wayne Simmons from like three years ago. I don't know if Wayne Simmons now is, you know, as good, but I'm not super stoked that he's on their team. He's a pain in the butt. 
Ryan Hartman's a guy that they traded some pretty significant capital for to get from Chicago last year. Mm-hmm. They kind of gave up on him after 12 months. Yeah. So that's not a great indictment on Ryan Hartman, but um, Hartman for Simmons. Uh, you add Granlund. You add Brian Boyle. You add Cody McLeod. There's one more player that they added too, and I can't remember who it is, but... Um, See if I can find it. The... The the predators have been busy. Yeah, real busy. They're they're clearly they're all in as well, right? And the predators are trying to do everything they can possibly can to put themselves in a position to win in in a Western Conference that obviously more than one team thinks is, is very winnable at this point. Sure. Yeah, there isn't a Tampa Bay in the West. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean they're they're the they're the team that I expect the Sharks to be playing in the Western Conference Finals. I think it'll be Predators Sharks. Um. That'd be really yeah, entertaining. Yeah. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the really good team. Um, different team from when we beat them a couple years ago. Sharks are different too. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be a pretty, I ex- would expect high flying, freewheeling, Subin and Carlson and Burns and uh, yeah. Josie and, and some of their skill. It would be very entertaining. I mean, we're both sitting here smiling, it's, thinking it's about true, it. It's true. It's true. It would be great hockey. That's good hockey. It is frightening. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd oh, way yeah. rather see Boudreaux on the other side, right? I peed a little just <laughs> Very nice, dude. Um, yeah, that's right. That's uh, all that pull groin. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> many, many consequences. Uh-oh. Incontinence. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the thing. I'm sure Winnipeg is not happy about what Nashville did. Sure. I mean, probably not. But uh, they have some incredibly gifted young skill players. So, And they they proved last year that they're not afraid. I mean, they're not afraid of them at all. That's so right. that's, right. um, that's another must-watch series in the Western Conference semis. You're assuming that they'll both be there, although St. Louis has just made a ton of noise here in the last month yeah I mean, they went from been, they went from worst to third yeah i mean they've been uh, they're eight one one in the last so 10 again good. i mean they're just they're is mike killing. yo the worst coach in the nhl <laughs> i mean really i mean this guy uh handpicked to be the successor at st louis and then they just go in the dumper with him <laughs> he he dumped on uh the wild yeah you know you gotta expect he'll be coaching dallas next hasn't worked out nope nope mike yo ahl bound yeah yeah but st louis st louis is back more in line with where we thought they might be in the off season yeah i mean this is um same as it is in the pacific it's pretty critical for nashville or winnipeg to win the central so you can avoid that first round matchup with st louis because then otherwise you're going to get dallas or minnesota or colorado there's a big big difference yeah. between playing St. Louis or Dallas, right? Oh I mean, yeah. It's a big difference. That's so a big difference. um very important to win your division in the West. Very important. For sure. Wow. It, I can't believe how how much St. Louis has dropped and Chicago was doing great for a while and they're back down in last place. Yeah, I mean despite Patrick Kane trying to carry the entire team by himself, this guy clearly in the heart conversation. I think he's second in the NHL in points behind Kucherov. Kucherov's probably going to win the heart. Yeah. And the Ross. But Patrick Kane doing everything he can to get that team to do something. And that, that just, just they don't have the horses. Good for him. He's a tool. Uh, Maybe, but he's still a really good player. Holy cow. He's really come on this year. Trade you a six rounder for him. 
<laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so, dude, let's look and see what the Sharks got coming up here. So, they got a rematch with Boston. Maybe they can get some revenge after yeah, some of those gotta, cheesy calls. You like going these kind of revenge uh, kind of games here. Sharks probably have it circled on the calendar. You know, they'd love to go in there and stick it to them. You know, I think the Sharks win today in Boston. In Boston. I'm looking at Montreal. Montreal's down in fourth place, 73 points. So they're in the playoffs. Pretty. Uh, yeah, Carolina's the other one. So Pittsburgh's on the outside right now. Yeah, but only by a point. Whoops. So it's close. But just looking at strength of schedule here from the Sharks. So they got Boston, Colorado, Chicago, Montreal, and then St. Louis. None of those top tier, absolute class of the NHL, but. None of those teams terrible except for Chicago right now. All at home, all in San Jose. Yep. So you got to figure the Colorado, Chicago, and Montreal games are extremely winnable. Yep. And then the St. Louis game, that's, you know, if St. Louis continues to play that they are, that's going to be a battle. Yeah, it will be. I mean, the St. Louis is playing uh, a not Jake Allen in goal, right? And they're doing great. (laughs) So, you know, so much for that. Funny how that works. Oops. Yeah. So... Anyway, but uh, with Gustav Nyquist. Yeah, I mean, he makes his de- debut tonight. So uh, we'll see how that goes, dude. I'm excited to see how the line combinations shake up. And, um, you know, life without Carlson, life with Nyquist. Uh, you know, I think the most important thing, and I think you'll agree, is I would really love to see some continued outstanding play or some renewed outstanding play in net. And really feel better. I'll I'll settle for above average at this point. Okay. Because the Sharks have been decidedly below average. True that. In goaltending. So if we can put together a string of, of good performances, some quality starts where he doesn't have to make 60 saves, but right. where he doesn't give up two softies in the first six shots, I'll, right. ta- I'll take it. At this point, I'll take it. Beautiful. Let's, let's tune up, boys, because the playoffs are coming and... Let's catch Calgary because who knows? Maybe they're in for a little slump. They didn't add anybody, and the Sharks sure did. You got it, dude. Dude? Sharks. Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.